Formula One is back. The great, what the greatest sport on four wheels is here. The greatest spectacle with an engine is upon us again. And covering it today with me, Reece Saunders, is Carl Pierce. Hello. Uh, uh, join us again after a successful stint on the Badminton Podcast, Scott Robertson. Thank, thank you very much for having me. It's as they always say: sometimes the sequel is better than the original. So, well, Star Wars Two was shit. It was not. How dare you? Attack! Attack of the Clones. Oh yeah, yeah. Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I thought you meant the um... the original. Yeah, I'm well, that back. I would have said five, but you know, Star Wars is stupid. Terminator 2 better than the first one? Mm, arguably. Uh, no, Godfather 2 is better than Godfather 1. Yes. I've never uh, seen them, so I can't comment on that one. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about the second best films. We're here to talk about Formula 1. Uh, obviously coming from the Red Bull Ring in Austria. Not to get confused with the, the race next week, which is the Styria Grand Prix. Not held at the Red Bull Ring, but held at the Styria Grand Prix track, which is situated in Austria on the Red Bull Ring. You know, stupid people. But, <laughs> um, but it was nice to see it back. Obviously, um, free practice happened on Friday, and we got to see... Uh, the black arrows go out. Obviously, Mercedes sporting their new livery, which is absolutely beautiful to look at. We got to see Ferrari, Red Bull, and so on. A kickoff. Just to touch on practice, were we surprised by how good Mercedes were? Uh, not really. No, they're always brilliant. No, I've got nothing else to add. It, I was just expecting a dominant weekend from Mercedes. Uh, well, talk about, well, we'll get to how dominant they were in a second in qualifying, but after free practice three, uh, we, well, no, so free practice two, we got the ultimate winger in Formula 1, Christian Horner, who went to the FIA stewards and complained about Mercedes' DAS system. Uh, me and Carl touched on uh, this earlier on when we did our predictions for F1 many, many months ago, but Red Bull again complained. Um, it feels like Red Bull bitch and whinge when they're not the people who innovate things. Would you agree, Cole? It does feel like that, yeah. And if they're not winning as well, we seem to find something to moan about. I remember him bringing up something like trying to weigh the faster cars down to even the field up a bit, which wasn't something anyone brought up when uh, his cars were dominating races. No, that, 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 that's the thing, isn't it? It's just like, as I said, Christian Horner will always find a way to moan. I mean, watching that Board Survive documentary on Netflix, he, he whinges quite a lot in that as well. Uh, obviously about Renault and stuff like that. But he... He's... He can't really complain. I mean, they're still winning races every season. They're still fighting for podiums, but I don't, I don't get why he's moaning. And also, Red Bull, I think, are running the same system, the DAS system. If I'm, if I'm right in saying, or they're trying to find one, and obviously theirs doesn't work. Um, I, I've never really seen a lot about preseason. I've never actually seen how that system worked. Is it in the steering wheel? Do they just move the steering wheel forward and back? 
basically it's to do with the angle of the tires so it's like um so they pull i think they pull it towards them if they're going down the straight so basically it reduces the camber of the tires and then when they go through corners they push it in which again i think does the opposite they increase the camber of the tire um where the tires are situated it's not a massive massive difference but it's enough to give them an advantage but things are that's always got me for f1 f1 is all about pushing the boundaries it's all about finding new technolo- technological advances to make your car the fastest and it so happens to be the fastest team for the past seven years uh, are the team that innovated it if ferrari innovated it or if say red bull innovated this there would be no complaining. It'd be basically say, okay, well, we find that they're finally evening up to Mercedes, but because Mercedes did it, and oh no, they've got more than advantage. <laughs> we must go and cry. It just it baffles. It just annoys me, and it's the one thing I don't like about F one. But I know it's all about politics. It's always been that way, though, um, between the teams and and whatnot. They've always bickered and pinched ideas or tried to get ideas. Next, if, it, if they think it gives too much of an advantage to their opponents, but they have um, banned it for next season, haven't they? So yeah, so they, they banned it for next season when Red Bull first complained in preseason testing. So I don't understand why Red Bull have complained again. But well, they can't do anything about it now, can they? So oh no, that's the I'm just going to bring some more things about Red Bull. Red Bull complained about the F duct. They complained about the double diffuser, but yet. When people went to them about their floor and their blown diffuser, they went, "No, no, we didn't do anything wrong. No, no, no." Yeah, <laughs> and it's just—it's funny to see. It is very funny to see. Well, Mercedes topped all three practice sessions, uh, as to be expected. Uh, qualifying, uh, of course, happened on the Saturday, and. There was some, uh, I would say there was some, some shocks, um, especially with what happened in Q2 with the loss of Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, Ferrari looked well off the pace and Vettel especially. Yeah. Oh, uh, Scott? Um, it was weird that like all the Ferrari powered cars this weekend struggled. I mean, both Alphas failed to make Q- Q2. They were beaten by a Williams. Uh, Haas looked awful, but that I wasn't surprised at. But yeah. Robert Grosjean, there. Grosjean is a stupid Frenchman. Yay! <laughs> I was waiting for that. I knew you'd get that. <laughs> Haas, Haas looked like they're in trouble to me, to be honest. They're, uh, they're really struggling at the moment. Yeah, um, just I'm just going to put this out there about the, just to make you say the qualified by Williams. Williams have made big strides um, this oh. season. Uh, there was some telemetry put on about uh, most improved teams. Williams have improved their lap times round the Red Bull ring by 0.7 of a second. And in Formula One, 0.7 of a second is six years. <laughs> it really is. And also. Um, um... Racing Point and McLaren look a lot faster this yeah. time as well. Racing Point, Racing Point are nine tenths of a second quicker than they were uh, at the Red Bull Ring last season. Mercedes are three tenths quicker, but Ferrari, I think Ferrari are nine tenths slower yeah. than they were 
uh, last year. Yeah, but so, so Alpha was over a second. Yeah, Alpha Romeo. I mean, it's horrible to see Kimi Raikkonen at the back of the grid because I, I think, I mean, I, I say for myself, Kimi Raikkonen is probably second favourite driver on the grid. Yeah, he's a large. I love him. The only man to win in the V10, DA and V6 type uh, hybrid era. Um, wow. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's been around the... since, I mean, since what, 2000 and... Yeah. What? 2001. He's as old as me. That was that old. And then he had that. <laughs> he away for what? He missed 2010. He missed 20. He's only missed. He's missed two seasons. But yeah, he's been around for nearly 20 years. Yeah. I have an interesting stat about Kimi Räikkönen. You know, Kimi Räikkönen finished third in each of his seasons with with Lotus. Mm-hmm. He had a clause in his contract. Basically, said every time he got paid, got put on a podium, he got paid an X amount, amount of money. So, and the thing is, apparently, Roykler's contract came close to bankrupting Lotus. Oh God! Because he finished on the podium so many times and also won a couple of races with them. And oh, it was hilarious. I was just reading that, but um, yeah, Kimi Roykler said really good. But uh, get to Q three. Uh, for me, the shock of qualifying, Lando Norris. Yeah, yeah. he was outstanding, wasn't he? Fantastic. Qualifying fourth in uh, McLaren. Um, split in the Red Bulls. Verstappen qualifying third. And Albon qualifying fifth. And also, and qualifying the team that everyone thought would be challenging for uh, the second row of the first row in racing point as well. Um, it's nice to see that the McLaren are back. Yes, it is. Oh, it's hundred percent. It's so good to see a team when I grew up were challenging for titles. To see them like back up at the front as one of the most competitive teams. That was that was like my highlight of the weekend. Seeing McLaren being so competitive. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Sorry, Carl. As I say, it's taken them a while to get there. They've had quite a lot of years in the wilderness, been near the back of the field or middling at best. Yeah. I, I, I think with the acquisition of Ricardo, I think they've got, and if they get the right package, I think they've got a team capable of challenging for wins next season. Um, mm. I mean, and also next season, they've got the Mercedes engines as well. Oh, um, are they going back to McLaren Mercedes? Oh. Yeah, we go back to Mercedes, yeah. But say that the, the, the McLaren Mercedes, the Mercedes weren't there, and the first race, that, the first race they had, I think 2014, when Kevin Magnussen got, uh, no, 2012 or something like that? 2012, I think. No, 2013. What, what, 2013, I think. Magnussen got um, a podium on his first race for McLaren Mercedes. They were there going, oh, Lewis Hamilton didn't finish on the podium then, yeah, but Lewis Hamilton then won five more titles in... <laughs> Is so <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just finally left, but um, yeah, it is awesome. I mean, obviously, they had that podium in Brazil last year that the signs and this. I, I like the fact that this time they got to celebrate. Uh, no, 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 yeah. no, yeah. spoiler, spoiler alerts, people, spoiler alerts. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, but then obviously, the top two Bottas and qualified Hamilton by just uh, 0.012 of a second. 
Do you think Valtteri Bottas cheated and pulled a Marcus Schumacher at Monaco? No, I think he just fucked up. <laughs> no, I, I don't think. I think it was just a good lap. And, and yeah. yeah, it was. But an important, something that will become important in the podcast in a bit is Hamilton not slowing down under the yellow flag. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So we come so uh, following, uh, so following qualifying, uh, we got um, so we got a notification. Well, I got Sky Sports saying that Lewis Hamilton had been brought in to the stewards for corner cutting. That was the first thing I saw. Uh, they they invalidated one of his lap times, but they didn't demote him off the grid for that. But then they did demote him off. Second place, um, with a, a ignoring yellow flags. I think that's what it was. Yeah, it was. And do you know which team protested? Uh, could it be Red Bull by any chance? It was. It was Red Bull car. <laughs> they no. went full Karen this no. weekend. <laughs> they went Karen. <laughs> I've just got a line from a Tropic Thunder. You know, I'm not going to say it, but you know, uh, never gonna... yeah, <laughs> you you don't go full Karen. Red Bull went full Karen. Yeah, they did. And Tropic Thunder's so, amazing. Oh, Tropic Thunder's amazing. Well, with uh, that demotion, Hamilton was demoted to fifth. It kind of set the tone for Hamilton's. Week well not weekend but the rest of the day for him really um, with the demotions and the, the visits of the stewards they might they might know uh, they might be Lewis's best friends at the end of this weekend <laughs> but uh, so yeah Lewis demoted to, to fifth so that put Verstappen on the front row and promoted Norris to third and Albon to fourth and we get to the race uh, just want to put this out there uh, I love the gesture before the race. Uh, all the drivers taking a knee. Well, you see all of them. No, well, okay, well, they, they did, but, you know, all 20 drivers wore end races and t-shirts and a guy at the front of the grid. 14 of them took the knee, but, you know, that's, it's better than none of them taking the knee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. It was Leclerc, Verstappen, both Alphas, Carlos Sainz and Kvyat were the drivers that didn't take a knee. Yeah. Oh, Kvyat uh, but, is Russian. What do you expect? Well, I've read... I mean, I've read Leclerc's tweet. Leclerc put, I believe that what matters are facts and behaviours in their daily life rather than formal gestures that could be seen as controversial in some countries. I will not take the knee, but this does not mean at all that I am less committed than others in the fight against racism. Uh, Verstappen put this on I'm very committed to equality and the fight against racism but I believe everyone has the right to protect themselves at a time in a way that suits them I will not take the need today but respect and support the personal choices every driver makes hashtag racist one hashtag end racism I mean they both sound like fair statements in all honesty yeah big time I mean obviously Lewis Hamilton led it uh, obviously being the only Formula One driver of colour in Formula One, and also the first ever in Formula One. Uh, yeah, I mean Scott looked. Lewis Hamilton was. It took it took for Formula One fifty seven years 
to have a black driver in Formula One. But yeah. is that is that because of racism or were they just uh, no black drivers around that were good enough? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. I mean, I, I wasn't. I can't quote that. But I was just going to put that, that. That was just a a statement that was there. Just took fifty seven mm. years for one. To, yeah. Yeah, I think me and Reese we ended up chatting about it after the the football one, and we mentioned Noreen Karthikeyan and Karun Chandup, but they're both of Indian descent. Yeah. And then it was Reese. Yeah. Reese pointed out that Lewis Hamilton officially is the f- sort of first. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. But then uh, I looked at the F2 race and there's not really anyone of Hamilton's... How can I put this in a, in a polite... Yeah, there's no, no one of Lewis Hamilton's heritage coming up in the F2 or even the F3. So I think... Formula One does have a long way to go. Well, yeah, you yeah. say that, but if they're not there or they're not quick yeah. enough, I mean, it's, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a racism issue. I mean, if it is, then it needs to be sorted out. You can't, you can't, you can't force it. If they're not good enough, they're not good enough. But... Yeah, you can't just yeah, promote people to make up quotas if they, they don't cut the mustard. It, it shouldn't be how it works. Yeah. That's, that's a fair point, but we get to the race. So let, let, let's move. We get we get to the race. So um, Bottas obviously got a great start from Paul, a really really good start. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Norris was on the back of um, Verstappen as well, wasn't he? I thought he was going to take him at one point. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just a great start by. Were they starting on the clean side of the track or the dirt side of the track, those guys, for first and third? Um, they were on the clean side. Verstappen was on the dirty side. Yeah, so that that, that probably helped them as well. But in mm. regards to that, Norris got a great start and he managed to keep uh, Lewis behind him. But Hamilton was really struggling to begin with. Yeah, yeah he was. The the other thing was for for the being the first race, I w- I was quite surprised there wasn't just a little coming together, maybe near the back of the field. The fact that they all went through the first corner clean, I was like, prof- Scott, they are professional racing drivers. They don't crash. <laughs> Gross, John normally crashes into somebody on these starts. Oh, okay. There's 90 professional racetrack racing drivers. <laughs> the well, yeah, it, it was a good start, and Bottas was flying, wasn't he? Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Just I said, like Scott said, there was no t- coming together. But Hamilton was really struggling to begin with. Albon nearly got me to turn four, but and then Perez and Leclerc were right behind him as well mm. at this point. But uh, were you were he surprised um, that Norris once the race got underway, that his pace just didn't seem to be quite there like we thought it would be. I think it's a, a race pace and quality pace are different because at mm. qualified they're basically they're on that car on the ragged edge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I realised that. I just thought you'd have a bit more race pace than um, we, we saw, basically. Yeah, I, I see them coming from. I think like yeah, I think they're still running that that Renault engine. So it's obviously it's down on power of its. Mm. Uh, I mean. It's obviously done a power on the uh, Mercedes and also the 
the Honda engines. Um, but they're still, I mean, they, they're still best. Oh, enough. yeah, they're, it's still, yeah, still, still good, but just not competing yeah. quite as highly as I thought they would. And the same with Racing Point, we expected a bit more from there, would it be from them? Would, would it be fair to say? Uh, racing Point, Racing Point shocked me. I thought because coming into it, everyone take over one. Racing Point looked really good. As I said, they were they were nine, nine point, uh, so they were zero point nine two one seconds quicker than they were last year. And we're thinking, oh, here we go, here we go. They're going to do great. So I, I, I am going to ask you a question: Is it the car or the driver? Uh, I will reserve comment on Lance Stroll because. Uh, I don't want to go into a rant on this podcast. No, 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 no. I, I, I've ranted about Lance Stroll to Carl many times. <laughs> uh, but... He does not deserve a Formula One drive. He's only there because his dad owns the team. He kicked Esteban Ocon out of that seat. He is not quick. He struggled in qualifying last year where Checo Perez, very underrated driver, by the way, and then you've got this Canadian who has this <laughs> sort of laugh. He's annoying. Kai Seth Rollins. <laughs> but he does. He's like, oh, some go faster than another. He's like trying to be funny. I'm like, fuck off, you Canadian twat. Um, I will put it out there. He has got a podium. He fluked it. Let's be honest. <laughs> really? That, uh, uh, back who fluked it? I don't think he did. I mean, he's not as good as some, but I don't think he's as terrible as you're you're making out, Scott. But yeah, he's he's definitely there mainly because his dad runs the team. I, 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 I'm not. I'm not a, a fan of statement. I'm just not a fan of paid drivers. That's that's just my gripe with Formula One. But a lot of people need paid drivers to survive. But I'm gonna put I'm gonna put this out there. Formula One. You, I mean, you're looking at. Uh, Latifi. Latifi's a paid driver. I mean, yeah. Nicky Lauda paid for his first seat. Oh, sure he did. But I mean, yeah. obviously, he's, he was a class on his own, but he had to pay for his first seat. There, I mean, look at it. There are a lot, I mean, there's a lot of people that are paid drivers. I mean, you look at it. Um, well, Ocon isn't there, but Ocon is probably Mercedes. And also, haven't Mercedes paid Williams something so they can keep Russell or Russell's there so they can run something or have the engines from uh, Mercedes something like that might be I'm not entirely sure on that one um, yeah, yeah a, a, a lot of, I mean you look at Sauber a lot Giovinazzi is a, a paid driver because he's he, obviously he's, he comes from Ferrari as well so Ferrari has got an incentive there um, you got to think teams like Williams, McLaren, stuff like that. They do need paid drivers to make ends meet. McLaren took a hundred and thirty million pound loan from the the Bank of Bahrain just to cover expenses. So it was quite a big blow to Williams when uh, Lance and uh, Lawrence pulled out, and because he was giving them quite a lot of money, wasn't he, Lawrence Stroll? Also, they had uh, Sebastian, uh, Aldonado. Um, oh, Pastor. He's a race winner. I know. I still can't <laughs> believe that. 2012. I'm sorry, yeah, that race, he was incredible. He was. He did have his moments, man. 
Maldonado. It is. It is. If you if you want a good video on Maldonado, uh, go and watch. Is it Josh Ravel on YouTube? He does like a WTF, and he did one on Maldonado, and it's just really fascinating. Uh, I, I haven't watched that. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. His next one's on Ricardo Rossett, which could be amazing. <laughs> um, but I, I tell you, just to get back to the race, though, um, the top 10 stack bar Ricardo say the same, so Vettel managed to get himself back into the top 10 um, as we as he, he did that. And then uh, we got then a uh, race engine, and then we've got a thing over the radio to Bottas. It's very important to look after the car, so obviously we'll get into that later, but there were some issues with Mercedes. Uh, and then uh, Albon and Hamilton both got ahead of Norris. Um, I see with the race pace there that obviously it's just not as quick as those two cars, but it's not immensely uh, quick. Um and then Hamilton started getting faster and faster, obviously putting the fastest lap. He got me the DR range, DRS range album and just pumping round lap after lap that were good. Um and then, could you could you tell Lewis was getting frustrated a little bit around Albon? Uh, just a little bit, yeah. It took him a while to get past him, didn't it? It was he, uh, he doesn't like I mean he's a great driver, Hamilton, but he's He's a bit of a sore loser. He does not like it. <laughs> He's not out in well, front, does he? Does not like it at all. Well, we'll maybe mention. So, well, well, I'll say what I'm going to say about it later on. But when I was listening to the radio coverage, and it was just as Hamilton got past Albon, and it was a uh, Julian Palmer, ex F1 driver, was him and his commentary partner were like, "Would you ban DRS from next season?" No. No, I think you need. I think you need it for somebody overtaking. It's just sometimes it's not always implemented in the best way. Sometimes they they put too many spots in or put it in a spot which makes it a bit too easy. Uh, well, well, I'll, I'll change the question because Austria they had was it three or two DRS spots? No, no, they've got they've got three. Main straight, uh, straight after turn one and straight after turn three. Would you have maybe just one? No. Maybe I think two. I'd, I'd keep... I'd get rid of the one in the main straight if I was going to change it to Austria to so get rid of that one, but rest of them, no, nah, I think it's fine. No, no, they, they just brought it up and I just thought I'd get you, your guys' opinion on it because I was like, well, they brought it in to try and improve the overtaking, why would you get rid of it? Because uh, Jolie and Palmer got overtaken a lot, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think you do. I think you need it. Maybe, maybe no more than two. Maybe no more than two spots for it, though. Yeah. Um, moving on. Um, so when Lewis being held up by Albon, the gap was building between uh, Bottas and Verstappen and. Obviously, with uh, third place in Alba, 3.2 seconds to go at one point. Um, the racing points, they've got to be disappointing with, with where they're running at that stage, sixth and ninth. After all the hype, all the, 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 the basic got last year's Mercedes as their car this year, 
Um, would you be disappointed? Well, I would. I would on the basis that we were expecting more from them. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's why I asked the question: Is it driver or car? Well, I think perhaps a combination of both. Yeah. I I, I do think that the, the it felt like they were holding back a little bit. If it, as I, I, I said, I said this to you yesterday, we were having just a, a chat yesterday, uh, Carl. That I, it feels like that they're, they're not comfortable with it mm, maybe not because i know paris can be really quick on his day oh um, yes I'm, I'm not gonna you know there's no question on his pedigree so that's why i think it's probably a combination of of the two yeah I, yeah I'll, I'll agree with you um the one thing that i've noticed is perez is one of the best at like not buggering his tires He's always had. He's, he's always had that. Though. I mean, he's all. I mean, I remember Sabri went. I think he made like fifty odd laps on this set of tires, and apparently they were still they they were still fit to use. Yeah. Uh, I, I think got disqualified though because the floor was rubbish. But um, he made some run like fifty odd laps on this set of tires where people were coming in every 20, 20 laps because their tires were uh, their tires were worn. But he managed to make it through. Uh, but back to this race though, Hamilton managed to get um managed to get Albon. Um he just he like just absolute ease though he managed to get past him. He got so much track share at that corner. Yeah, he really did. But the big news was uh Max was stopping. Yeah. Yeah. Stopping very, very, very slowly. And Basically, he fell all the way to the back and ended up having to retire some sort of problem or another. Did his engine just die? Uh, see, he kept going anti-stall. Mm. So, he, so he kept going to anti-stall and he, he pitted in and, yeah, uh, as Carl said, he had to retire. Because but... it was a shame because although he was off the pace, he was on what was theoretically the slower tyre, so whether he could have gone longer, got onto a faster tyre, because usually at the end of the race, the Red Bulls do seem to find a bit more when the fuel tank's lighter, so whether he could have challenged for first, we'll never know now. I am going to ask you to a question, though, regarding Max Verstappen. So Verstappen's had quite a lot of retirement races for Red Bull, yeah? Yeah. How many times do you think he'd be able to just say, yeah, um, oh, it's just a car was like this? Would you not get annoyed? And do you think Verstappen could be tempted to leave? Well, I don't know, because he's recently started, he recently signed a new contract, didn't he, to stay there longer? I mean, I don't know if anyone was really sort of approaching him or interested in bringing him, but he's so fast, I wouldn't... I'd be very surprised if nobody had an eye on him. I, I've just got... I've got Max Verstappen's stats up on my uh, retirement stats on here. So, this is since joining Red Bull. Yeah? Uh, so, yeah. his first time at Red Bull was Monica... Uh, was an, it was an accident Ray Monica, because that was his fault. USA, gearbox. Uh, Bahrain, brakes. Um, Canada, electrics. Azerbaijan, engine. Belgium, power loss. Uh, Bahrain again differential. Uh, G- uh, GB his brakes went. Um, then with the Honda engines. So and then yeah, power loss in Hungary. Then the Honda engines. 
his breaks went and that was in Japan last year. And then also his electronics went today. That is an astounding amount of retirements. Mm, it does seem who, to have uh, quite a lot. Yeah, I do that, wonder if some of them are due to to maybe does he push the car too much because he's consistently so much faster than his teammate. I just wonder if he's putting too much onto the car at times. Well, no, because the, uh, that's the job of the engineers, Italian, because they've got mm. obviously that they have to look at. They they can see that the car's being pushed to a limit. True. They, they can say to Max, right, just, just call it off or something like that. But I've never heard um, they've come on the radio to Max and say, I'll oh, keep the boy just slowing down or something like that. They've always, it's always been push, push, Max, or hmm. you can turn the engine up or something like that. It just feels like, I, I don't know, is the car that reliable? I don't think it is. But again, he was more than happy to sign a contract extension, so he can't be too dissatisfied. What's the thing? But is he doing things where he's too comfortable? He's been at he's only ever been at Red Bull. Uh, obviously, race for Tyrosso, Rosso, but Tyrosso Rosso are Red Bull junior. Yeah, and it's it's a bit it was a bit like Hamilton though. Hamilton was reluctant to leave McLaren, and then he leaves and goes to Mercedes out of his comfort zone and makes his thoughts. Ended um, up being the best decision. <laughs> yeah, a bit. But it's like, you look at another one as well. Um, not, not as successful. But look at um, Vettel. Vettel was very, very comfortable at um, Red Bull. Red Bull. But then he leaves. Ricardo, another one. Uh, if you're going back a, further back, Michael Schumacher and going to Ferrari in '96. Look how that look how that ended up. True, but that um, was was uh, Schumacher comfortable at Benetton? That was the thing. He wasn't there, but he wasn't at Benetton that long compared to that, some of these other drivers. Yeah, that, that, that's what it was. I mean, like you look at it. That's that for me. That that's not comfortable. That's basically basically losing Benetton, using Benetton as a a stepping stone in yeah. a way to get to, to get to Ferrari. Whereas the <sighs> Verstappen's only raced for Red Bull affiliates. But he is, he is still only 22, is it? Which is ridiculous because he feels like he's been racing forever. So he's got plenty of time to drive for someone else. Oh, big time. Look at it. He's been there. He's been, a, <laughs> he's been racing since he was 17. You know, he had his super license before he could get his proper driving license. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but we, we move on with him getting uh, so Verstappen's out the first retirement of 2020 um, and then to, to compound it more to compound it next then Daniel Ricciardo having problems for Renault um, smoke coming out the back of the, uh, the Renault car so that means that Ricciardo had to retire so in the space of 18 laps, we lost uh, Verstappen and Ricardo. I'm always sad uh, Danny Rick retires. I'm always sad. Uh, is Danny Ricardo the nicest man in the world? Oh, he might be. I would like to go for a beer with Daniel Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> he always seems happy. 
He does. I mean, you're looking at the, I, I, I love the, the, I mean, you're looking at F, F1 put on a, a, a video of their funniest moments in press conferences. And I know the one you're cutting. All of the Ricardo was in. Have <laughs> you mean, got pubes yet? I have got pubes, thank you very much. <laughs> no, it was Danny Rick to Lando, I think it. I, no, I know, I'm, t- I'm taking the piss. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we got the the racing point. Um, so we, the racing point looked like it was in trouble because Vettel managed to get past one, uh, the one of Lance Stroll. It set the issue. It set to me, this set the tone for the whole race. The, the amount of retirements. I mean, um, Stroll had an engine issue. Uh, he dropped behind the Alpha Tauris. Um, then my favourite person in the world, Roman Grosjean, uh, had a problem went to the gravel, probably blamed it on Marcus Ericsson. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realise, you know that the incident with Grosjean where he basically crashed the car. It wasn't actually him that said Ericsson hit us. It was his um race engineer. Marcus Grosjean crashes in the car a lot. But I know Again, I'm messing. Scott, learn sarcasm. <laughs> I don't know sarcasm. <laughs> I don't know sarcasm that well. <laughs> this Sheldon Cooper over here. <laughs> oh, so I can tell you how to play rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. <laughs> oh, I can't. I'll play rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock, and I would. But uh, going back to Reese's. It was, as soon as Danny Rick retired, they just seemed to just be like dropping like flies. To be fair, weren't they? There's a lot of retirements in this in this race. I think the cars were on furlough. They weren't ready for work. We're only getting eighty percent of our wages, so we're only going to race eighty percent of our. That's what's the thought. Some of, some of them got their calculation mixed up. We'll only do twenty percent. Yeah, paid. <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, so yeah, but then obviously with my favourite driver crashing out, uh, it get, that made me so sad because it makes me sad. Because I'm there going, how the fuck are you still employed to be a Formula One driver? Grosjean. I mean, it's when you watch the the program on Netflix, Race to Survive. It's um, you can see Gunther getting at the end of his tether with him, can't you? Do you think Roman Grosjean wakes up in the morning and forgets what he is? Does he go, am I a pencil? Am I a ruler? Am I a shoe? No, I'm a racing driver. And that was crashing to gravel. It's, it was it last year he spun it. It was, it was last year he spun in the pit lane. It was a problem with this shit. Honestly, I, I, this, is, this has not been mean horrible to Roman Grosjean. Roman Grosjean is probably the worst Formula One driver I've seen. Oh, I've, I've, seen, I've seen worse. Oh, yeah, because you're, you're a lot older than me. Taki Inui. Roman Grosjean's worse because Roman Grosjean's racing for prominent teams. There, there, are 20, there, there are 20 there are 20 seats in Formula 1 yeah 
and Roman Grosjean has one of them. <laughs> it doesn't seem right, does it? It doesn't. Look at it. There are a lot. Nico Hulkenberg is ten times better than Roman Grosjean. Yes, hundred percent agree with you there. Hulkenberg doesn't have a race. He's a great. He's a great driver, Hulkenberg. I don't, can't understand why he hasn't got a drive. I I just love Hulkenberg and Magnus to be teammates at Haas because they both don't like each other very much. Hmm. Nobody likes Magnussen either because I mean, F1 did a, th- a video they put out and they asked what's dangerous in Formula 1 some said Baku some said Kevin Magnussen because <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry the first thing you, you hear when he puts but, a drive to survive I don't care if I die okay but maybe other people do don't you put yourself don't you put your car in a position where you can fly kill and yourself a twat <laughs> I hope that when he's sailing, that a fucking shark jumps on his fucking boat and goes, am, 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 am. Well, I'm not scared of sorry. Do you think Kevin Magnuson goes, well, I'm going to put my head in the noise there because I'm not scared of dying? Fucking do it then, you prick! <laughs> <laughs> So Lance Stroll retired. Uh, he was the third person to retire from the race. Um, there were, oh God, I've got. There were entries for for Stroll and Racing Point. Um, Perez is fifth at that point as well. But as we got further further on into the race, Hamilton was that catching the Bottas. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. I always expected him to game on the Bottas to be honest he's never he's never he's very rarely faster than Hamilton if ever no he's, he's not that's the thing he's just like he, I mean, look at Rosberg was never quick never faster than Hamilton as well Hamilton was always mm. Hamilton's always able to fight but not many are as fast as Hamilton let's be perfectly honest it's just certain tracks I think Certain tracks, like if we had a proper calendar, certain tracks do suit Bottas more than others. And this is one thing. Bottas is better at the shorter tracks. Yeah, you'll find there's several, a handful of tracks that Bottas always seems to win on. And it is consistently the same, the same tracks. Sochi. Where did he he win last year? He won. Yeah. He won the. He won Australia last year because I love this post. He won Japan and America last year as well. I think he won four, three. What? Bottas won Australia last year. Did you say? No, Australia. Australia. The opener yeah. last year. Yeah, to who it concerns, uh, fuck you. Fuck you as well, you prick. Hey, Because Bottas won Australia. A Bottas come out with a, a quote on the radio to who to whom it may concern, fuck you. Oh. <laughs> and I was sat there going, fuck you too. <laughs> it, it's just it feels a lot. And it comes out it comes out this press conference says, Oh, I've done a lot in lockdown to myself faster. What have you done? What have yeah, well. you possibly done in lockdown to make yourself faster apart from Perhaps. East Cape? Screen. Perhaps he thinks playing it on the PlayStation makes him faster. It really doesn't. <laughs> he probably ate a lot of porridge. 
Oh, but he's boring, isn't he? He's a boring Finn. <laughs> Good driver. Yeah, just quite dull. Oh, listen, you, you look at... Imagine if he was... Imagine if he was the world title. He'd just stand there going, yeah, that was good. He is the Christian Stewart of Formula One. <laughs> he has the... He has a facial... He has the facial... Um, oh, God, I, I can't... I can't write anymore. I've done too many. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you want one of us to rant a little bit? No, uh, it's fine. I can carry on. He has a... He has a facials of a wet fart. Honestly, he's like he is so dull. Boring. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> oh, oh, I've got to stop. I've got to stop today. Um, deep <laughs> breaths. <laughs> deep breaths. Woosa. 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 And then the I've already said the stupid Magnuson spud. And crashed the barriers. Good. Mate, oh, did, did he die? Because he's not scared of dying. Did his brakes not fail? Was that oh, the cause of him spinning? Oh, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. It was a Haas, so nobody will care. No, no, no. I like Haas. I like Gunter Steiner. I do not like Kevin Magnussen or Roman Grosjean. That's a, fair, that's a fair assessment, and I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so with the idiot crashing, uh, the safety car was deployed. Uh, so that basically bore Bottas into the pits. Hamilton then followed him in a double stack, and then also Albon and Norris came in. Uh, McLaren double stacking as well with Sides and I uh, said Norris. Um, it was that then Perez and Norris nearly collided in the pit they lane. They did. <laughs> yes. Who would you put that down to? McLaren's fault or racing point or Perez? Probably racing point because McLaren had already released, hadn't they? It was very slow though, boy. It was a, it was a, it was a slow stop. But yeah, by, uh, they kept well away. They didn't, it didn't really come close to um, colliding, thankfully. Yeah, I agree there. But yeah, at least I don't know. It seems to happen a lot. Um, I don't know if the people with the, the stop go sign of are paying proper attention to what's going on in front of them or, or, or what? Well, look, it's the, basically the drivers have it. It's a, they have, a, I think they have a red light and a green light. Basically, green light means you're free to go. Um, so uh, either that flashed on and they just, they just yeah, it's just, they just, they need to look. Um, but then the, obviously the race resumes. We get Valtteri versus Lewis as it gets a half distance of the race. But then, uh, Sebastian Vettel spins after clashing with Carlos Sainz. Yeah, the man who's going to replace him at Ferrari. Do you think Vettel is bitter? <laughs> do you, when I watched it, I've seen the incident there. Do you think Seb was just being desperate and just thought, oh, screw it? I think he already committed to the... I think he, he, he was already committed to the... The move. And it was too. I think if he pulled out, it would have caused a a collision, regardless. But I think, yeah, he went for it. He, he obviously, he saw a gap and he went for it. Obviously, the gap wasn't there. But to cut it out and said, "If you no longer see gap, you no longer race." Right? So metal was using his inner and center. 
But <laughs> obviously, the voice of the, the, the voice of reason, the voice of um, F1, Martin Brundle, basically said that was clumsy by Vettel. And yeah, Vettel. I mean, I, I, I think Sebastian Vettel is still one of the best runners in Formula One. You, as a uh, Formula One, in four-time Formula One world champion. He's won many races for Ferrari. It just feels like since Germany 2018, he has not been the same. Ooh. Oh, when he slid out of the, the race lead. Yeah, yeah. When, he, when, he was, when he was leading the race, he was leading it comfortably and he crashed out into the gravel and started crying. And... I'm not, I was going to do the pressure, but I'm not going to do it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's actually a pretty good because he he obviously had the incident in Brazil last year where he was it his fault that him and Leclerc crashed. I think I, I, I both of them. They were both they were both jostling for position there. So mm. I don't think that Vettel can be solely blamed for that one. And after that race, is he only won one, one race? What Brazil? No, Vettel. After Germany 2018, he's, I believe he's only won one race. We well, could be right. My memory's not too terrific on things like that. He, I think he's only won one, and it was Singapore. Yeah, I think I'm right there. Yeah, does seem right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, his last race win, uh, yeah, was the Singapore Grand Prix. Uh, but I'm just going to put, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there, yeah, for for people who still doubt Sebastian Vettel. Four world titles, fifty three victories, one hundred twenty podiums, fifty seven pole positions, and thirty eight fastest laps. He's he's one of the best. Oh, big time! I, I, it just it baffles me that people are judging him off Ferrari. Yes, granted, yes, Ferrari are the biggest team um, in Formula One. They that, historically they are, hmm. and I, I, I think I said that when we did our podcast about the return of Formula One, the car. I think I said this about people comparing Vettel to Schumacher. Yeah, I don't think you, you can't compare them. I think it's very unfair. I think that probably you got to think German driver go to Ferrari. Everyone's going to make that comparison straight away, and I don't think it helps. No, I mean, man, Mack went to Ferrari. They had a far superior car. Yeah, they did. And that, that, that's the thing. It's like they uh, they had Ross Braun as well. He's one of the best, uh, one of the best ever in his field as well. <laughs> Yeah, big time, big time. Uh, but then, so we get to we carry on with the uh, with after that with Bottas looked to be pulling away from Hamilton. He managed to get a DRS range, and it probably stayed that way. Um, Perez managed to get ahead of. Oh, we just have to stop it for the mediums, and then uh, uh, Lewis they come on the radio. This message: I want to use my engine when I can. Um. So send like a three-year-old child. I want to use it now. Yeah, he always gets he always gets like this when he's not. I mean, I have this argument with 
people who were big Hamilton supporters and they tried to tell me he's, he's not a big moaner. And I'm like, but when he's not first, he's on that radio every five bloody minutes complaining about something or blaming the team. Did he not? Something or another. Did he not complain like when they double stacked that he should, because they both went on the hard tyre, did they not? And he wanted to go on the medium. He complained about that. Well, he'll complain about everything. I, I stopped listening to him after after a while. Yeah, Mr. Hashtag Blessed always finds a way to money. Um, it's just it's ridiculous. But then, where it means what turns it today doesn't mean the the the, the switch. And oh, it basically means if you, it's your quality. It basically said how good you are. Then you're an equal edge mode. Go after him. Hmm. And it was. He was getting closer and closer and closer. And I don't know why he has to work moan about it. Just do what you're paid to be a racing driver, not a whingy bitch. If you can't pass him yourself, it's, it's tough. You shouldn't need the team to make him move aside for you. That's not racing. Uh, and not in the not in the first race of the team, uh, season when there's no need for team orders yet anyway. No, no it's, it's pathetic. I mean, it's... I understand that he's going for history this year by equaling Schumacher, but you, know, you can't expect to win every race. Let I could understand if it was, you know, if it was towards the season and you were the only one who you, you were making for the title. But it's like the first race. Yes, what did you get? Um, and then they were training fastest laps for a bit. But I tell you what team that impressed me, and they're quite much about their business. Alpha Tower. They, they they were like the silent, well, apart from the end with what happened with, uh, they were like the silent assassins. They just quietly got about their business, and I love the look of their the car. Yeah, it's it's, it's a lovely livery. It's a very very lovely livery, and yeah. I'm I'm actually on their website just now because it's the. It's Red Bull's clothing company, is it? Yeah. They did a when they promote when they promote the car. They did a fashion uh, show, and then the car came out at the end. Um, so then we got the, 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 then we get a message from Mercedes saying urgent chassis default two one. So basically, that was said from uh, so basically from his en- from Bottas's engineer to Bottas, and then since the issue was on the both cars, so basically stay off the curb. That's what was happening. They were taking too much curb and it was just put to the sensors. So they tell Bottas the same thing. Bottas gets on with it. They then tell Lewis the same thing. Lewis cries, but he's taking way more curb than Oh, well, yeah. For God's sake. <laughs> it's like a five-year-old. Baby. <laughs> Honestly, you earn for somebody a year. Stop moaning. Do your job. <laughs> was that not the cause of... Stroll's retirement because it's practically the same car. Was that not the same issue? No, because what it was, it was basically Stroll's was. I, I'm not too. I, I wasn't too fussed on Stroll because I didn't really care. But Lewis's, it was basically he was weak because what happened? It was disrupting the sensors of the car, so and they weren't able to keep on top of. Is it not all the base, all the data basically? And they told Bottas to stay up, stay off the curbs and stop taking too much curbs as you are, and Bottas complied and got on with it. Lewis, there just has to be a wide little bastard 
I go, but he's taking way more time than me. My mummy doesn't love you as much as she loves him. Shut <laughs> up. He is. He's like, he's like a five-year-old on the playground, isn't he? It's yes. just pathetic. But then then they had gearbox issues as well for both of them. She was basically gearbox things that was going wrong. Um, and then James Falls, the technical strategist for... Oh, so the senior strategist for Mercedes basically told them both to stop it. Stop being a... Stop being a whiny bastard. But, I mean, you can tell it's a serious thing when James Falls gets on the radio. He very yeah. rarely does get on the radio. Lewis, I mean, it's James. Yeah, I think last, last time Be I a heard... good boy or you won't get any chocolate pudding after the rain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, oh, well done, Carl. Oh, well done. <laughs> I, I, I love F one's uh, Mercedes tweet. Boys, please have the coach and a picture of Bottas so far off the curb. It's unbelievable. Then we're going to Hamilton. Hamilton said, "But you're not getting my right side. Get the proper side of me when I'm winning." Tit. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but even though they're taking it slowly, so that they were still quicker than everybody else. It just baffles me how powerful that car is. Uh, and then uh, Roman Grosjean gone off again in turn four, and then you put this uh, 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 this quote by Crofty, fantastic quote. He's got that road on his sat nav, brilliant. <laughs> David Croft, you are a genius. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> Just, just to go off track for a second while it's in my head, did we all like the new graphics they're doing on the Halos? Yes, I like it. It's better than just looking at the, the Halo and whatever sponsor they've got on there, isn't it? It's nice to have a bit of sort of telemetry there or what have you. Have they not been adding like new, like, no, obviously, at the like during the race, it's like you've got the running order on the left hand they've not been adding like new like different graphics saying oh this they'll be catching this car in a couple of laps they've had, they've had that for a while I that one say, they've done that yeah for years haven't they yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. that supposedly they were going to be adding like newer ones no like, yeah, that's that, that these are the new ones the ones with the, the halos that they are the new ones yeah uh, uh, okay yeah Oh, oh yeah, I, for, I forgot you were listening to it on the radio. Sorry, Scott. My bad. Um, so it's, it's not good enough, is it, Carl? No. The, hey, I don't have Sky, and I've just moved it to my new place, so just... <laughs> yeah. I have websites that I watch things on. Yeah, I don't uh, have Sky. I, I get crash my mum and dad's sites to watch it. Yeah, or what I do is I ask my friend for his Sky Go, thinking I use that. <laughs> uh, I may, I may just, I may just get my dad's Skygo as well. I'll go be like, Dad, oh, don't, don't even ask, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at the top ten, um, Ocon, uh, I think Ocon had a good race as well for it. As for his first race in eighteen months, mm. I think he looked, he looked good, he looked sharp in an underperforming Renault. But what made me sad, George Russell oh. uh, having to retire. Williams look good. Williams look so much better than they did before, what they did last season. 
They look competitive with the midfield, and it just makes me happy that George Russell is able to not race himself at the back of the green. He's able to mix it in with other people, because I think George Russell is a future world champion. Yeah, and we had a talk on our preview pod about the strife at Williams, didn't we? But they do seem to be turning it around slowly on, on this evidence. The amazing, the amazing thing about the Williams is they lose their main sponsor, but the car looks a lot, lot better. I did not like the look of the Williams with the, the rocket, with the red. Or is that just it, mine? It, the rocket looked like it was like a four-year-old who did it. But it, looked, it looked like an Aquafresh toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> Aquafresh toothpaste. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Uh, but with <laughs> Russell retiring, with Russell retiring, we got to the Santa Clara for the second time. Uh, that again brought Alba into the pit. Uh, Norris pitted, but Mercedes didn't. They do this quite often, don't they? If a, a city car comes out late, they decide not to pit, and it 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 doesn't always work for them, does it? No, it it, it does. I mean, look, I understand what they're doing because you look at it; they're all bunched together at that point. So there's not mm. there isn't that much of the say. If I if I was pitting at so and so day lap, so I could lose a position. When they're all picked together. It, it, uh, it works out better for the, the leaders than it does. But Albon... He's so much quicker on the tire, those tyres, wasn't he? Really catching them up. It was superb at that point. Um, so the safety car came in. Bottas pulled away from, uh, from Hamilton again. But Albon chasing Perez in fourth. He looked so quick. But then Kimi Roiken crashed out after a restart. That bright safety car one more time. Uh, yeah, Julian with um, Bottas for who, who led the most laps in the race. The safety car at this point, I think. Oh, it's the same. I love the safety car. It's so good. <laughs> um, what was? It, it's Kimmy's wheel just basically fell off. Yeah, so, it just came off. It, it wasn't as bad as the Bohemian one in China, but it was no. just. It was, it was bad. Do you think they might get um, a fine for, for that, the team? Good. I mean, that, 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 that could have endangered more people than just Kimmy. That could have endangered Yeah, that. it was lucky so, it didn't go... It could have bounced all over the place, couldn't it, really? It was lucky it didn't cause any more harm, really. I am going to ask your point on this. Do you think, uh, with the safety car, with Perez overtaking Albon again... Do you think that, onto the yellow flags, do you think that was dubious or do you think that was fair? Um, perhaps a little bit dubious. Yeah. Yeah, because did Albon not overtake him and then the safety car came out with Perez overtook him again? Is that what happened? Yeah, so basically, so Perez slowed, so Albon slowed down when the safety car balls were flashing and Perez got past him, but it, it's it's one of them. It's like if 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 uh, if Paris was out to Hamilton, Hamilton would have cried. Probably would have. Oh yeah, definitely. Wheel at Perez, and probably uh, I would have just sat there trying to go in. <laughs> I'm not moving until Perez gets banned. Because <laughs> <laughs> Albon's a man, he just got on with it. 
Um, <laughs> I, I love the fact that, that, that I'm, uh, the safety car went into the pits to avoid the uh, the Alfa Romeo as well. That, 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 that made me chuckle a little bit. Uh, yeah. but, at this point, but at this point, yeah, um, Verstappen, Ricardo, Stroll, Magnussen, Gros, Russell, and Reuters had retired at that point. So, oh, Formula One's so good. Did you think at this point that Albon, you thought, did the both two of you think that Albon was going to win? No. He certainly had a chance. Yeah, I, I, I thought he could Sure. I mean, he got he, he pretty much got past Hamilton, which he'll get to in a due course, I'm sure. We'll, we'll do it now. Well, so, basically, Albon spun after Lewis Hamilton was unhappy with someone overtaking him, so he crashed into him. Yeah, I mean, if that was the other way around, I guess, you say, again, as you say, he'd have been whining bucketfuls if someone had hit him and he'd spun... And lost a load of places. Oh, he would go to the step if that happened. I just honestly felt so gutted for, for Alex Albon. It's like two races, two of the last three races, so this one in Brazil, he's been punted out of a podium by Lewis Hamilton. And then this is where he went over the radio saying that Hamilton's a sore loser. He is? Lewis Hamilton is a sore loser. You only have to listen to him, as we were saying before, moaning on the radio when he's not in front. Or even sometimes when he is in front and he's scared to death the person behind him to catch him. Lewis Hamilton is a great driver, but a very hot, very silly person. I don't think I've I've ever seen a sportsman Wide as much as Lewis Hamilton in a position that he's in. He, he's probably one of Britain's most successful sportsmen, but he's probably, in terms of like popularity, he must be one of the ones at the bottom. Oh, big time. Like me, so my old boss at work, uh, he was a very, well, one of the old owners at work, sorry, he was a very, he's a very big Formula One fan and he couldn't stand Lewis Hamilton at all. And he was a big McLaren fan. So this one, Lewis, Lewis was just left McLaren. He was a very big McLaren fan. Loved him. Hated Lewis Hamilton. Make no mistake, Hamilton's one of the greatest drivers of all time. But it's tainted. Yes. It's, it's tainted because he's such a moaner and crybaby. Here's, here's. I agree completely. I just think, I, as I said, I, I think Lewis Hamilton, yeah. Lewis Hamilton is a Jose Mourinho of Formula One. Do you Ooh. think it's do you think it's because he never really had to work his way up from a, a bottom team? I mean, he was put straight into a very quick um, McLaren, which he nearly won the world championship on his very first season. And do you think that the lack of having to pay his dues, so to speak, in a smaller team has made him a bit sort of um oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Entitled. I, I agree with you completely there. I agree with you. I think Aye. Lewis Hamilton's had to... He's basically been bred or groomed for success, basically. And then when it doesn't go his way, um, yeah, he, he kicks off. I mean, everyone thought he'd go to Mercedes when, I think, Singapore Grand Prix, when they, where um, McLaren, reliability issues just went out and everyone saw him leaving McLaren as like a... 
throwing his toys at the pram. Um, it turned to be a. To be fair to him, it was a very shrewd decision in the end. Yeah, that's the thing it worked out for him, but he's always. He just is a whiny, whiny little git, and it annoys me. I mean, I don't know how true these stories are, but when Red Bull were constantly winning, apparently he was on the phone to Bernie Eccleston to get him a seat at, at Red Bull, and Bernie said, "Plus, you know, I don't run the teams. I can't. I can't do that." Yeah, no, I, 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 I've seen that as well. But he, when he was leaving, when it was announced he was leaving McLaren. Um, I think that Chris, he went to Christian Horner and said, oh, you saw Lewis Hamilton? He said, no. <laughs> and then you saw Lewis's, I don't I say Lewis's face drop, but Lewis wasn't particularly happy with it. Um, but it's worked out for him. But I think it's worked, imagine if Lewis Hamilton raced in like a, I don't know, like a Williams. Imagine if Lewis mm. Hamilton at Williams. <laughs> I would pull my hair out and never, ever, ever watch Formula 1 again. Just a hear you go, but I'm making the bit two at the back. Ooh, <laughs> I like it, yeah. Get me uh, a seat. Uh, who's that from? <laughs> uh, look, I'm leading the race. Oh, I'm not going to let them lap me. That's what he did. Lewis Hamilton would not let them lap him. He'd keep weaving. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Lewis Hamilton's popularity. I have got the... List of winners of BBC Sports Personality of the Year. Lewis Hamilton's been nominated several times. How many times do you think he's actually won it? He's won it. Did he win, no, he's never won it, has he? Did he win it in 2008? He didn't even win it in 2008. He, the only time he has won it is 2014. And I don't think he even deserved that one. But he really rarely breaks into the top three, does he? He was second in 2007, but lost to Joe Calzaghe. Yeah, good. He was second in 2008 and lost to Sir Chris Hoy. Yes, good. He was second. He was second the last two years. One to Garank Thomas in 2018, and then he lost last year to Ben Stokes. But then nobody was going to win it from Ben Stokes. No. That was understandable. I mean, look, Garrett Thomas won the Tour de France, but no one thought he won the Tour de France. Um, and yet, Damon Hill has won the award twice. Nigel Mansell has won the award twice. Nigel Mansell? Nigel Mansell's the most depressing man I've ever seen. <laughs> he, he's won the Sports Personality of the Year award twice. He won it in 86 and 92 when he won the world title. Rachel Mansell is Lewis Hamilton with a moustache. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hamilton's a lot better driver than Mansell. Mansell was lucky. He had that Adrian newly designed supercar, didn't he, when he, when he won? When they banned, the following season, they banned like, the things su- they were using. The act of suspension and everything mm. like that. Uh, it's interesting going, because for your listeners, I'm going back through F1 throughout the through the 90s and I'm starting at 1990 and Mansell's in a Ferrari are you plugging your stuff on our channel Scott Robinson <laughs> just a sly one just a sly little uh, plug Carl, but, I believe uh, Carl I think I should break it to song I'm going to cry over the radio but, but Scott's brother, it is 
Fergus, not fair. <laughs> Scott, Scott being naughty. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, let's get back to the race. I'm basically Albon getting past Hamilton. Hamilton wiping him out. And, and then just to compound it even better, just to make it even better for Lewis Hamilton, uh, we are seeing the gearbox issue on your car. Brilliant. I can imagine the wind you going, not again, why do you not like me? Remember, I, I mean, I know Prosper probably wouldn't have won his championship without Hamilton's uh, failures, but remember when his car kept breaking down, he kept saying, I think they're sabotaging my car. It's a bit funny that mine's always breaking down. I don't know. Yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when he, he could, remember it was like British Grand Prix I think he qualified pole and he accused Ferrari of doing something with Raikkonen and Vettel and Raikkonen just looks at him like really <laughs> really <laughs> can you imagine Raikkonen being the teammate to Lewis Hamilton putting up all these whingy bollocks oh god he wouldn't have it would he, he would oh my god at all. Frank, take, show me a hero of the radio Fuck off, Lewis. <laughs> hey, Lewis, fuck off. I know, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> One of the best radio replies ever, that was. Yes, yes, no, I know I, what I'm, I'm doing. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I'm doing it all the time. Please leave me alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I, look, I do remember when he set the fastest lap ever in Formula 1 and he just goes thank you <laughs> <laughs> no it was it, it was when he won in um, was it Austin he won and it was like the first time in 100 races and he goes yeah thank you fucking finally <laughs> I used I, I used to detest Kimi Raikkonen I think it was when he came back I'm like I actually love you not in that way but I just I uh, my favourite, ki- just just before we get back to the race, my two favourite Kimi Räikkönen moments are Kimi Räikkönen retiring from the Monaco Grand Prix and seeing that he's <laughs> And also, uh, I think it was, I, I think it was Martin Brundle going up to Kimi Räikkönen asking what and Räikkönen saying, "I was having a shit." <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? what? You're late to the grid. I was having a shit. And brother goes, okay, that moves on. It's a bit like, uh, just, I'm just going to just, just put it into UFC for a second. Uh, there was a wrestler, there was a, a fighter called Derek Lewis. Derek oh, Lewis. Yes. And Joe Rogan said, uh, why take short, shorts off? And Derek Lewis comes out because my balls were hot. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, but, um, oh yeah, so. But um, Leclerc, but then we get, we get to the come to the end of the race. So Leclerc looked like, again. Leclerc suddenly went about his business. Yeah, and got into um, fourth in a battle for fourth with Lando Norris. I think Charles Leclerc will be a world champion in three years if they get a good car underneath him. Yeah, I think he's that good. He, he is. is the just imagine the scraps him and Verstappen are going to have in, down the line. And, and hopefully George Russell. It's... You, know, you, you can tell a good driver when he can take a car that is not that great 
and stick it on the podium, you know you've got a talented driver there. I'm going to put this out there. You can do one better. You can be Fernando Alonso and take a dog shit car that he had in 2012 and take it to the final race of the season. Yeah. That's why Fernando Alonso is my favourite, uh, one of my favourites of all time. But um, then Leclerc managed to get into third. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant move. So late on the brakes. It was incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then we get Lewis Hamilton has a five second penalty. Um, I'm going to give you Lewis Hamilton's reaction right now. Are you ready? Yeah. Prepared for this. Albon then had to uh, retire from the from the race because it slowed down the time. So double DNF for Red Bull at their home race. Lewis Hamilton then puts in the fastest lap because he was crying at the wheel, didn't know what he was doing. He was blinded by tears when he stepped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then. I think to counterbalance it, Perez will give it a five-second penalty as well. Uh, it, it, it sort of came out of the blue. I was like, why's he got a, why's he got a penalty? Because they just said, oh, he's got a five-second penalty. I was like... Yeah, Perez, right. this was for... Um, Wasn't it speeding in the pits? This penalty. I think it was the album thing. The same oh, but, um, but at the end of the race... Um, Lando Norris racing out overtake Sergio Perez. And the second half, the last couple of laps of this race was incredible. Yeah. Um, Kvyat went off and there was 11 races left. And then Valtteri Bottas could pass along to win the Austrian Grand Prix. Leclerc second after Hamilton's penalty. And Lando Norris was third for McLaren. Lando Norris, you star with your pubes. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> this this is what I was on about earlier with the new graphics. They showed the time gap between Hamilton and Lando, I think, on the last lap. And everyone was ha- everyone was having a go at Lando. It's like, why are you overtaking Perez? He knew Hamilton would have pulled away. Yeah. I think that they, they would have relayed it on the radio, saying basically Hamilton's been hit with a five second penalty. Go, 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 go. Um, but I got a bit scared when we said, um, what about the graphics? I'm going to say, what? They've got Nando Norris's pubes on graphics now. That's just horrible. <laughs> um, but then, Lando Norris, the youngest British driver ever to be on the podium, well, on the grid, not the podium, but you know what I mean. No, he's the youngest Brit on the podium. Yeah, that's what I said. It wasn't, it wasn't, it's just because he didn't actually get on the podium. He was just... Yeah, it was, was a stop. <laughs> that was a weird podium. It, I, I, it, it, it's, to, to be honest, it's not. It's what they have to do with the times, and I, to be honest, I liked it. Um, so um, this is this is just well, this came through. Lewis Hamilton believes his collision with Alex Albon in F1 season opening Austin Grand Prix was a racing incident. Of course he does, but if it was he was on the wrong end of it, he wouldn't be saying that. Let's face no, it. He, Oh, um, go on, Louis. But so Bottas wins. Uh, Leclerc second. This this was the top ten, by the way. Uh, Bottas, Leclerc, Norris, Hamilton, Sainz, Perez, Gasly, Ocon, Giovinazzi, and Sebastian Vettel. With Nicholas Latifi finishes eleventh in his first race. Carla uh, Lashley, who was your driver of the weekend? Uh, I'm gonna have to say Norris. Um, Leclerc. 
is in there. Um, he, he did superbly to get second in the end, but overall, um, I'll have to say Norris. And it's great to see uh, McLaren on the podium again and being competitive. Yep, Scott. I am echoing what Mr. Carl Pierce has said. It's got to be Lando. Hopefully, he's celebrating with a glass of milk because he likes milk. Um, Two in. I would have, I would have said Leclerc, but no. I think Norris. The fact that he outqualified a Red Bull and was super competitive. They made a gutsy call on the tires when him and if 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 it hadn't been, I would have maybe had said Alex Albon if obviously things went according to plan. But no, I agree with Carl. It has to be Mister Lando. Yeah. Uh, and yourself, is- Reese. Roman Grosjean for crashing off. <laughs> no, drive the weekend, it has to be Lando Norris. He quietly went about in qualifying, um, looked very good in the race. Um, and yeah, it's nice to see him on the podium, albeit with fortuitous circumstances, but it's a podium regardless. Um, biggest letdown of the weekend? Uh, probably... Probably Racing Point and Perez. So I was expecting a bit more from them. Mm. Big time. Um, yeah, I was expecting them to challenge for, as I said, the start of the podcast, challenge for first or, or the first row or at least the podium, but they just looked they just looked shy on race pace. I think they're very good over short distances. Mm. Uh, Scott, your beats let down. Oh, for me, it's got to be Ferrari. I, I, I knew they were going to be slow. I just didn't think they were going to be that slow. And yeah. it was the fact that Vettel was struggling to get back up after his accident. I was like, did, did he have a problem? Or was he just that slow? My other one might have been Red Bull for just being Karens. But no, it's for Ferrari for me. And... Uh... So for this for the worst driver, so it's called the Roman Grosjean Award. Um, who was the worst driver of the weekend, Carl? Uh, Roman Grosjean. Who else could Carl. it be? Uh, I'm going to actually say Sebastian Vettel. No, Scott, it's called the Roman Grosjean Award. Who was the worst driver of the weekend? It is Roman Grosjean. Well done. And the worst driver <laughs> of the weekend was Roman Grosjean. Um, I think that's a nice way to, to end it with the hate of Grosjean Grosjean. Um, you've got you've got to have a running gag. Oh exactly. no, mine, mine has been Roman Grosjean for a very long time. Mine's Roman Grosjean on football podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even oh, in wrestling ones. Oh, I hate Roman Grosjean. <laughs> so we'll we'll we'll, we'll end oh. there. If, see if I ever get you for a secret Santa race, I know exactly what I'm getting you. I'm not going to tell you, but I know exactly. You gave me anything to do with Roman Grosjean yet, and I'll, best, I will make you look like a sympathizer. The best Scotland. of Roman Grosjean DVD, which will be a blank <laughs> desk. I'm, I'm just going to put this out there. Scott, you buy me anything Roman Grosjean related, I will come to Scotland and put England flags all over your house. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know that Roman Grosjean has a cookbook? Yes, I do, and it's probably full of uh, how to make the uh, shit meals for uh, shit meals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gone again. <laughs> um, 
yeah. Moth's got cries. Uh, <laughs> next is the Styria Grand Prix, as I said at the start. Um, coming from the Red Bull Ring again. Uh, <laughs> so we'll be back next week. Carl, do I do plugs? Yeah, you can find me at uh, Carlos underscore fire eighty nine on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the our back, back catalogue. We've got plenty of Bantam Munich football pods out because football is almost every day, basically. There's yeah. pods and all sorts to check out. Just go for our back, back catalogue and just listen to whatever you fancy. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, mine, you can follow me at Reese Saunders at Arsenal. Follow me at Reese Saunders. No, you can't. You follow me at Arsenal at uh, 1995. You can direct insults at Robert Grosjean at Arn Grosjean. And you can. Uh, also, there will be a new series hosted by me coming up. And first guest of that will be Nathan Greenway. I'm very, very much looking forward to recording that. Oh. Uh, uh, if you have any complaints about this podcast, please direct them at I, uh, Harper Milo. No, no, no. If you have any complaints about the podcast, please go to R. Grosjean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please direct them at that French tit. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Scott, your plugs before I get really passionate about Roman Grosjean. <laughs> Uh, you can follow me on Twitter RadlandScott1990 Instagram of the same name And you can check my, my YouTube channel Scott Through Life Where I go through various different topics From 1990 all the way through to Whenever I die, basically Such, and, a, such a cheery note to end on Yeah And if you have any issues with my channel or any content on my channel, you can direct your inquiries to at our Grosjean. <laughs> Imagine if you got a message. Uh, I really hate that wrestling through life um, YouTube channel. I'd be like, what the hell's this? Uh, also, if you want to do any more hate uh, towards someone, at Kevin Magnuson. Um, because he doesn't care if he dies so to end it there it's been a pleasure boys um, F1 is back we're happy Robert Grosjean is still part of it but we're happy regardless and we'll speak to you soon goodbye goodbye see you later